LeBron James is a communist. Yeah. And just, uh, I can't. With the NBA right now, I just can't do it. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's not even like you watched the NBA before. It's no, not like this is going to hinder you. No, not at all. I'm not going to watch any games now either. But just the fact that you're going to look at people's human rights being stomped on by a government and then turn around and just go, we love China. <laughs> we love everything China's about. Don't, don't worry. My movie's coming out in like a year. Just watch it, China, please. <laughs> Don't let all this distract you from the fact that Space Jam 2 is going to be amazing. <laughs> and, it's, and it makes them look like hypocrites, man, when you all see the charity things that they try and do, the NBA, the NBA cares. And it just shows you that they don't really care when it comes to their money being affected. They only care when it comes to them possibly making a profit off of helping others. That's how, the only time they actually help. How the hell didn't the NBA pull out of the game? How? I, I have no idea. How man. did they play that game in China? See, but the the thing is, they pulled out of the All-Star game in North Carolina because they had a bathroom law that said if you're a man, you have to use the men's room, and if you're a woman, you have to use the women's room. You think China lets men use the women's room and women use the men's room? No. No. I think China barely allows men to use the men's room. Exactly. And they also... you, you seem visibly disgusted. I it, China's awful. They're an awful country. They do horrible things to their citizens. And it's just now Hong Kong's going, yo, please, my guy, stop. And they just... Uh, now all the NBA players are going, oh, no, we love well, you, there was a There was a preseason game in Philadelphia, I believe it was, and there was people with... Uh, Pro Hong Kong signs and NBA security team and NBA officials went to the fans in the crowd and had them take down their sign. Yeah, well, basically, did you watch the video? I didn't see of the security guard. I didn't see the video of it. I just heard the story. Okay, so of the, it. the security guard's going, listen, we understand your First Amendment right to freedom of speech. It's just the NBA right now isn't taking an official stance on this. And uh, we don't want any of these signs in the arena. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then the guy is, like, talking to the security. He's like, listen, I know it's not your fault. Like, you're not being a dick. But, like, this, all it says is go Hong Kong. Like, <laughs> If you're Commissioner Adam Silver, how would you have handled this? Would you have played that game in China? There's no way I would have let the Lakers take the floor in China. It, it, at a safety to the people attending the game, at a safety to the players on the court. I would just ship them right home. Just, I would not have yeah. let them take the court in China. That, but also, how do you take away the All-Star game from a state because you don't like how they're treating people and all they're doing is saying, please use the bathroom that you're supposed yeah. to. Like, sh- show a little backbone in the NBA. Like, you can't stand for one thing and not for something that's a mil- hundred times worse and then they across the world. They always go on talking about how they let their players be political and they let their players say what they want to say and all this stuff. But then you see at the James Harden and uh, Westbrook... The press conference? <clears throat> the press conference. A uh, reporter reasonably stood up and said, hey, uh, you know, with all the stuff coming out around... China right now, like, how do you feel about it? And, you know, your manager said something, and now you're kind of going back on that. Do you want to elaborate? And then he went, uh, we're only answering basketball questions today. Well, either you always only answer basketball questions, or you have to answer these questions when they come up. If you want to be political, this is part of it. Yeah, the NBA is just, like, trying to silence pretty much any, like, 
perspective on these issues right now, and it's just I think it's kind of messed up, considering their past before being so. Oh, we uh, we allow our players to endorse whatever they want to endorse, talk however they want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, this- I, I I thought it was a nice thing that they let the different NBA players from around the league. What was it, two years ago when they were all wearing the Black Lives Matter shirts or whatever those were? I think that was two years ago. It was yeah. two years ago. Is that right? during the NBA Finals or during the playoffs? Or I know something. LeBron mm-hmm. was wearing it, yeah. and a bunch of other players had T-shirts on that were basically like Black Lives Matter or something along those lines. And then I thought that was great, and I commended the NBA for that. Uh, but and then at the same the same year, I believe it was, Dallas tried to wear a sticker on their helmet for the Dallas cops that were shot in uh, the shooting. And the NFL said you can't wear that because you're out of uniform. Well, the NFL doesn't let anybody. Yeah, I know. But do th- anything along the NBA is thought- way more progressive with that and way more open when it comes to allowing their players discuss political issues. Right, but now the NFL kinda, wants to silence everybody. Now, but now the NBA is kind of going back on that, where they're kind of silencing their players. Like I'm sure there are a lot of players that don't jive with China, yeah. and they have to kind of just tow the company. I'm sure line. there's some Chinese players who are yeah <laughs> against what that country does. The problem isn't necessarily with the stance they decide to take, which clearly is they are worried about their bottom line, and so they're doing the best to preserve that relationship. That wouldn't be a problem if they hadn't already set the precedent that they had before. Exactly. With the with their players, yeah. Because I mean, you know, with the whole again, I think that Black Lives Matter thing was going on at the same time Kaepernick was kneeling during the national anthem and everything, and they were all kind of standing in con- consolidarity with him. And uh, like, you can't let these people piss off Americans, and then when it comes to the Chinese government, oh, now we need to stop. Like, why? Makes no sense. It's just, you know, have... have. If you have the idea that you want to go out and you want to let your players talk about what they want to talk about and be open and, uh, you know, you want to get rid of the term owners because it's... it's got to be universal. Exactly. You can't The only let, reason they were against it is because millions of dollars came yeah, into play. That's what it is. It's all about money. And they're showing their true face right now. We care about money. Our bottom line is what matters. Makes you really think about LeBron and his whole uh, more than an athlete campaign that he had going on last year when you know when the time for him someone who calls himself more than an athlete he has the opportunity to speak about something that he really could you know have an impact on and he chooses to just worry about his money you know makes you really think about just like, smiling and laughing well where do you think all his shoes are made yeah oh i know same with nike same with like china literally runs all the money pretty much coming out but the only reason they're able to do that is because they treat their citizens so poorly and now hong kong's kind of trying to take a stand saying look we're not going to do this we're protesting peacefully and china's like no you're terrorists now if this was a different point in time nba really just started to dive into the china market yeah you know fully now let's say this is 25 30 years after they've already embedded themselves in the chinese market they got generations of fans now you yeah. might see a little bit different of a stance from the NBA at that point. But since I believe they're so new into this market, they really just don't want to piss off anybody. I don't think so. Because if you look at what's happening, basically it's not the Chinese people that are getting upset. It's the Chinese government. Yeah. So they're really just tiptoeing around the government because all the government has to do... It's not like here where we can't just ban shit because we feel like it. Over there, if they don't like what you're saying, you're yeah. banned. They ban Winnie the Pooh. You're gone. 
Like you're, they did ban Winnie the Pooh. They also banned South Park because literally South Park got up and said, "Yo, fuck you, China." And then China was like, "All right, bet you're not allowed to be played here this, anymore." This yeah. episode about to be banned there because you know we've been talking shit. Yeah, for like our the podcast past is getting banned in China. I hate to Damn. break the news. Pretty We're not going to be breaking into the Chinese made, market uh, this time. Headlines. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, it, it's the NBA is the first league to go this fully into the Chinese market. Now. It's going to be interesting to see, like, other leagues, when they eventually want to make the step over to China, how they tread around it. The NHL has played games in China. They want to continue to play games in China. They want to get as most as much out of that market as they can. The NFL, you got to imagine, is going to play some kind of game in China. Eventually. Whether it be preseason or regular season, it's going there. Same with the MLB. I feel like if things don't change, we're going to see another Tiananmen Square happen and after that i feel like china is just not going to be a touchable zone well, for if you ask china take? if you say another Tiananmen, china says what what well, Tiananmen what square, Tiananmen square. Yeah. what happened to the yeah. first one <laughs> i know but <laughs> i mean as of right now you have protesters protesting peacefully then police come because it's a riot then they start beating up the protesters, and the protesters start fighting back. And now there's videos out of police shooting protesters in the chest point blank when the protester just has, like, a plastic bat that he's kind of hitting the cop with. And the cop shoots him point blank and kills him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, this, this kind of stuff is happening there, and we need to talk about it because all these NBA players are acting like none of this is happening. People are dying. This isn't, like, uh, you know, just your money on yeah. the line here. And the this worst... Is- People's lives and livelihoods. They're they're living there. They don't have a choice. And by the NBA just standing by and watching this happen idly, it's just it kind of feels like they're in support of this. And just I, by not talking about this. And it, it bugs me because so many of these athletes like LeBron like make so so much money off of that image of oh we're here like we're role models for everyone. We uh, help out like LeBron with his school that he built last year and everything. He always does charity. Uh, charity things to make him, himself look better and potentially, you know, gain off of that. And just like this past like year when he uh, released that NBA 2K game, and he wrote the story for that, he said like as a quote in this, these people, those kids, they exist on every corner of the globe, and they're all deserving of a chance. I believe no one person is capable of turning the tide, but we all have an obligation. Like how could you say that? Where's your obligation there, LeBron? You're just you're going. Oh yeah, China's great. One one last thing on this before we transition to our next topic. It's never a good look when you got reporters doing something like a Diana Rossini in uh, China reporting on behalf of the NBA uh, when they show the fans in the background and fans have to cover their faces when they show the jump when they show fans in the crowd on television and the fans are covering their faces that's just cuz they don't want to be exposed to being fans and attending these events it's never a good look for a league and let me tell you China doesn't care whether or not it's a good look for them mm-hmm. so let's transition real quick to the major league baseball playoffs yankees lost today to the astros astros take a 2-1 lead game uh, 7 Okay, Yankees. Trish is already just proclaiming Yankees a game seven, seven, three games in. Okay, Tom's there too. And then and Yankees in four. the Nationals are currently beating the Cardinals 7-4 in game four. They have a 3 nothing series lead. And I must say, the most baller look in baseball to me is Yadier Molina having full Jordan catcher's equipment. His chest protector, 
his shin guards, they're made by Jordan. I noticed that in game three. That, to me, is just the most baller look out there. I have no idea why. It just is. What is fly? Why does Jordan make catches? Well, Jordan Jordan does a few sports. The why Michigan football play? jerseys are Jordan. You may not know this, but uh, I know famous minor league played. baseball player Michael Jordan played basketball for a few years. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah. <laughs> Little known fact. Interesting. No, they, like, they're why? also Jordan's also in the boxing game. Yeah, but didn't Jordan like play outfield or something? Like, why is he? <laughs> Played what, a mean outfield. Man. What does that? <laughs> Why does he make catcher's gear? That's my point. He wasn't gonna make outfield. He makes cleats too. Because he was the most impactful <laughs> no, baseball player to ever take the field. I mean, I've seen the Air Force One cleats. Those look sick. Have you seen those? Those are Nikes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I've seen Air Force One. cleats. Yeah, I've seen Jordan sick. One cleats too. Yeah, they're awesome. But like, yeah, but usually when a, a, a company goes in, they go like all in. Like Jordan isn't just basketball stuff. I mean, they, they make boxing equipment now too, with. With a uh, PSG's got Jordan jerseys, you're right, Jake. Gennady Golovkin is fully sponsored by Jordan. His box, from his gloves down to his shoes, are all Jordan. That's sick. So they're they're fully enthralled in that. A lot of money in that, but that's just because I feel like Jordan has that really bad gambling problem. I feel what, like he why, likes to gamble. Why is that? That's boxing. how do you have a correlation with that? <laughs> well, because like think about how many nights he spent in AC. Think he went and caught a fight. You think time every two, business deal he pursues 40, just based on that gambling addiction? On a fight, a time or two. Now he's got a boxer. But there was a, there was a time there was a time in boxing. Gennady Golovkin had like thirty four knockouts and thirty five wins. Yeah. And that's why he's probably gonna go out and get Deontay Wilder because he's the most exciting fighter in the sport, just because of that knockout appeal. Yeah. And Jordan definitely wants the most exciting player from each sport. Was I think Jeter had a sponsorship with Jordan at one point or another. I thought so, Jeter was Nike. Was he? I thought he had. No, I thought I he had. Look that up, Nike. Tom. Because Jordan had the whole Jeter commercial and everything. Yeah, but I could have sworn Jeter was Nike. All right, Tom searched Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan. Just got a bunch of pictures. Got Jordan together. Jeter. <laughs> Jordan Jeter. What yeah, is Jordan why is Jeter. that its own Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's not <laughs> an article. It's an observer. How about they're that? The new owners of Miami. No, they're not. The Marlins, apparently. Oh, Michael Jordan owns a piece of the Marlins? Look oh, at that. They own it together. How about that? They're both. They're shit. Suck, man. <laughs> and he owns the Hornets, too, man. That's not a good well, resume. Well, no, he, so- he sold. He sold his piece of the Hornets. He did? Yeah. I did that was a that. very quiet move in his NBA offseason. Why did he do that? Because he doesn't want to be a part of that shit. Well, he they should just signed Scary like, Terry to $48 million. He should just buy the Chicago Bulls. Derek Jeter had his... Had Derek Jeter Air Jordans that he came out with and sold. <laughs> How about that? That's sick. <laughs> oh man, I need a. Pump. He's such a. What, what are you doing? Pumping up my shoes. Okay. Air Jordan over there. Why isn't Why isn't Jordan sponsoring you? You're obviously a top athlete of today's day and age. You could easily play in any league of Ever. your choosing. Like you can be the quadruple athlete. You could be an Olympian. What's stopping you? Your phone's going to ring any moment yeah. telling you you're at the seventh round pick in the XFL draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how about that? How does that sound? Dude, I wouldn't lose my mind. I heard you were the considerations in the Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah. <laughs> how about that transition? Jalen Ramsey's a member of the Los Angeles Rams now. Yeah, what what did they get traded for? Uh, two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick for we have the Pro Bowl cornerback. Comes that out. was very unhappy with Jacksonville, yeah. and they finally moved him. It comes hours after Shocking Marcus Peters man. got traded. 
This means the Los Angeles Rams hadn't had a draft, pick, a first round draft pick from 2017 to 2021. That's insane. Wow. Kyle called me earlier today after the Marcus Peters trade, and he's the one who first told me. He said, "You know, this is to free up money for Jalen Ramsey." And I'm oh like, "What? Jalen Ramsey's not gonna be a Ram?" And then hours later, Jalen Ramsey's a freaking Ram. Yeah, do we have any like uh, concrete quotes from Kyle about the move yet, or? He's happy. Yeah, to I, say I, the I least. Imagine. But <laughs> now, do you he's, think? But when I asked him, I said, "What if they did all this just for Jalen Ramsey to leave, oh, like man. in this free agency?" And he said, "Quote: There is no way in hell this guy leaves." Goes oh, he's te- gonna. Leave. I, I really he hope he leaves. I think it'll be Texans. a Titan next year. Two first go rounds and a fourth, and he twice leaves. Again. My guy, they you know, gotta go into a it's rebuild. It's really too bad Jalen Ramsey doesn't play offense because the offense is the problem right now yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, Jared Goff in his seventy-five passing yards, really looking dangerous right now. Well, who's the backup there? Real Blake quick, Bortles. real quick. You said Bortles. low. Yeah, oh, real no. quick. You're talking about low passing yards. The quarterback for Rutgers this weekend against Indiana, he went five for thirteen for one yard passing. Oh my god! He threw for a fucking yard. <laughs> How is that even possible, man? And they ran Bunch for of negative yards, they, and then one like one that overcomes everything. They by ran for seventy-four yards. It's seventy-five yards of total offense and a thirty-five nothing loss. Indiana. Oh my god! Rutgers, Rutgers get your Rutgers shit together. is a, just a disastrous NCAA football program. That's like, it's that's, terrible. That's Luke Falk numbers right there, man. Uh, no, no, not quite. <laughs> so. Like, what? what if the say? Rams miss the playoffs, if the Rams Jalen Ramsey's leaving and they got to go into a rebuild, if the Rams miss the playoffs, Kyle, Kyle might cry. Imagine going from the Super Bowl to missing the playoffs. Well, when yeah, he when he happen. first called me to tell me about the Marcus Peters trade, he was pissed because they traded for that linebacker Kenny Young. Marcus Peters is a member of the Baltimore Ravens now. They and he's like, "What are we doing? We're just gonna we're gonna go after Jalen Ramsey in free agency, and we're gonna draft need, and we're gonna draft." what we need on offense. We're going to get the pieces together. We're in a rebuild right now, but it's okay. Like, how as a fan of a team are you going from Super Bowl to rebuild? Yeah, they went 3-0 three weeks they're, ago. Yeah, they're 3-3 three and three right now? Yeah. yeah. Like, relax. There's still 10 weeks left, 10 you games left. You can't left. be talking about your draft position this early in the year. Honestly. I mean, like, unless you're, like, the Bengals or, like, the Dolphins. Dolphins, Bengals. Dolphins, Bengals, I believe, week 16 will be the worst game this season. Like, it's... That Redskins-Dolphins game was really bad. Yeah. Tank Tank Bowl, Volume 2. I can't believe... I can't believe how that game ended, though. That two-point conversion? Uh, what, it really what do you think like about that? It really looked like Kenyon Drake dropped that on purpose. I don't think he did, but it looked like he did. And uh, there was no way in hell he was getting in there anyway. I think it was He just had like, the whole... Nobody on the Redskins was fooled by that play. They all saw that coming. But they had like the whole secondary on that side of the field just to stuff Kenyon Drake. I think he did drop it on purpose, not to like lose the game, but because he saw that oh shit, they got us. Oh fuck, they're gonna hit me. Yeah, and so he just dropped. Let's talk it. about Fitzmagic real quick. He comes in cold off the bench, whereas Ryan Fitzpatrick is best, leads them to two quick scores, and they were in that game because of it. Now, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, if the Do- Dolphins want to lose the rest of the games this season, so be it. But if they wanted to win, I've thought of the formula. You start Josh Rosen. Let it be only for one drive. Then you take Fitzpatrick off the bench. Yep. And then, throw him right in. Then Fitzpatrick does that thing. Yeah. 
Where Fitzpatrick that thing that Patrick. we can't understand, that one statistical anomaly every year where he walks into New Orleans and beats the shit yeah. out of the Saints for no reason. If, if Fitzpatrick comes in relief, you can't be stopped. It's exactly. Like He's, you can't stop that beard in relief. Oh, it's amazing. Imagine they were taking that to overtime. That, I think that game would have been a tie Dude, if it went to overtime. Imagine, imagine the scene next Sunday. If are they in Miami? Do you know? Is it like another? I know the Bills. The Bills Bills are the no, no. Bills are home. Bills are the largest favorite since 1992. Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game. This is the largest favorite the Bills have been. They're 16 point favorites at home against the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Can I take that? What? 16 points. You want a minus 16 or you want the Dolphins plus 16? I want minus 16. They're they're starting Rosen, which means Fitzpatrick's gonna come in cold off the bench at some point. That's how you want him. I know, yeah. no, but that's not how I you want him. Have it if any I'm other way. The Bills Ryan Fitzpatrick's the only person who actually wakes up feeling dangerous sometimes. Let me know the odds later. Ryan Fitzpatrick only wakes up feeling dangerous if he's backing up. Yeah. Because he knows if he comes in, there's absolutely not not a goddamn thing stopping him. <laughs> Nothing no, at all. See, but I feel like the reason Fitzpatrick does so well off the bench is because he usually comes in and the team's already down. Like thirty-five, so points. they're throwing anyway. Yeah. So, so then he just careless. starts throwing, chucking them. But that still doesn't explain because there is nothing Ryan Fitzpatrick loves more than a being down and b throwing into the tightest windows imaginable. <laughs> He's not open for Ryan Fitzpatrick unless he is triple covered. Jets fans saw that that one game versus the Chiefs, and he threw like five interceptions that one year. And week seventeen versus the Bills. Yeah, like. Triple coverage. That's why he was so good last year with a wide receiver like Mike Evans. And Deshaun Jackson. Too. Yeah. That, Deshaun Jackson almost like didn't want to be traded because of Ryan Fitzpatrick just throwing the ball to him all the time. Oh, yeah. Fitzpatrick, he has talent. It just makes it's, it's, makes you wonder how the hell this man can do this every year. I love Make Ryan you wonder. Fitzpatrick. He's my one of my favorite players in the NFL right now just because he's played the system so well. He keeps getting on a team, gets paid, does horribly and then gets cut and then goes to another team gets paid does horribly and gets cut and each team every time falls for it over and over and over again eight the, teams have fallen into the Fitzpatrick listen, trap <laughs> the days are probably gone where you're signing Ryan Fitzpatrick as like a starting quarterback the Dolphins did it this year those yeah. days are probably gone after this year <laughs> the Dolphins listen they're a really special fucking case I know <laughs> This is something like take the three te- take the other two teams our own sixteen NFL history before this that 08 Lions team that had Dan Orlovsky run out the back of the end zone the Browns and right. that Browns team from two years ago that was horrible or three years ago they could have gone 0 16 twice this team is so much worse than those two teams yeah yeah this Dolphins team is so much but they worse. had that yeah. good game who was that against they put up like thirty points who. The Dolphins. The Dolphins scored their first second half points this last game. No, but they put up like thirty points in the. Not yet. No. This year. Two, like yeah. No. Not yet. This they year. put up thirty up thirty points all season, before last game. They have like they had like two offensive touchdowns going into last season, like last game. We're at the point where Patrick Mahomes had more passing yards than the whole Dolphins organization yeah. Yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Ryan Christian McCaffrey had more yards from scrimmage and than the whole Dolphins team had this year. We were into those types of numbers. Like there was that one game where it was close at the half against Dallas. I'm oh sorry. yeah, yeah, they That was the preseason. They, okay, yeah. They, get, get they the won 34-27 against the Falcons. And the Cowboys how? Don't... Wait, how does that even happen then? <laughs> well, my my explanation for that is Atlanta. Okay, yeah, that, that Atlanta <laughs> defense is awful. <laughs> they, awful, oh man. Oh my god. My god. Man, they won a lot of the preseason. 
Did uh, they? they? They went three for four. <laughs> the only team they lost it was the Bucks. Well, the two teams that went zero and sixteen in NFL history went four and zero in the preseason. Well, they went three Shit. three for four. That means they're going one and fifteen. Who's going to be the one loss? Three and one. I mean, the Bengals are bad. The yeah, ba- yeah. and the Bengals play the Dolphins later in the year. I think the Bengals that, win that. Is that game? Are those? Is, what week is that? Is that week fifteen? That is, <laughs> wow, that game was close at the half. They lost thirty-one to six to Dallas. It was ten-six Dolphins Cowboys at the half. Yeah, that's week 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 uh, sixteen. 16. Week sixteen. So both yeah. teams will be fourteen and zero entering the game. The Once Dolphins again, have they play uh, the 14, yeah, 14 entering the game. The I Dolphins mean, have home field, but uh, Bengals are gonna come away with that. Dolphins are away for their last game of the season. Anyone want to guess who they're playing? I have a guess. Tony already looked. Tom You're has looking it up. too. <laughs> All right, everyone. Has it's it a division up. game. It's, it's New it's England the Patriots. And it's, Patriots are just going to wipe the floor with the Dolphins and walk into the playoffs. Well, Big dick swinging. Who, who's the backup for New England? Because he's going to get a good chunk of that game. Stidham? Stidham. Stidham. Yeah, yeah, he's going to light up Miami's Brian defense. Moyer. Just let's say both these teams are 0-14 entering Week 15. In my opinion, neither of these teams should be rewarded and given a top five pick because they're both terrible. But the Dolphins are blatantly terrible. I think... The Bengals the are trying, Bengals, I think. The Bengals, I think, are trying, which is really sad in my eyes because Andy Dalton is terrible. And I think if they get the number one pick, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. I literally think they're going to stick with Andy Dalton because they're really stupid. If A.J. Green comes back, I see them getting a win. But At least one. Let's say they're both 0-14. There's a rating system that rates the interest level of games. And the Dolphins-Redskins game was 0.0 on that scale, the lowest a game has ever gotten. 0-14, can you go lower than 0 with two 0-14 teams? Negative 10. Honestly, at that point. (laughs) I don't want to watch Andy Dalton versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. I kind of want to watch it. Bengals and Dolphins fans don't want to watch Andy Dalton versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want to watch it. And this is going to be two post-trade deadline teams that will be absolutely at the bare minimum when it comes to talent. Yeah, Kenyon Drake will probably be gone. AJ Green, they say they're not going to trade him, but if they're they're, they're, if they're in a bad situation by the deadline, they're going to trade him. It's it's going to be Joe Mixon running all over the Dolphins defense. It's going to be the only skill player left for Cincinnati. Honestly, and, and t- Tyler Boyd. Team. Yeah. Okay. That might that would be the worst game in NFL history. Yeah. And we like, thought Redskins Dolphins was going to be bad, man. I mean, well, at, at least, least that Terry got McLaurin, interesting at the end. Terry McLaurin having two touchdowns too. I mean, there is some offense, but I feel like it's just going to be offensive to watch. Listen, I, I didn't realize how much of a mess the I, I knew the quarterback situation was bad in you know Washington, and in my eyes, this was a perfect game to start Dwayne Haskins, an easy team. Gained some confidence, although if he lost, his confidence would have probably been shattered for the rest of the season. When Red Zone, for some reason, actually tuned into that Dolphins-Redskins game and I saw Case Keenum back there throwing a pass, I was like, why? Colt McCoy, listen, they got smacked by the Patriots the week before. But he didn't play that bad. Probably the best performance from a Redskins quarterback since week one. You think? I think, he, I think Keenum's the best quarterback on that team right now. Yeah, but... He had a good week If one you're Washington and... You had a coaching staff that didn't want Haskins, and that coaching staff is gone now. You have to devote the rest of the season to Haskins to see what you have there. You don't want to repeat another Josh Rosen situation where you have a new regime coming in and they want their guy. I, I don't know, because like I think Haskins might be one of those guys where you do have to sit him for like a year. I think he was like one of those qu- quarterbacks who came in and he's too raw 
to start right away, and he needs to like sit behind like a vet, like Keenum, and learn for a year. Yeah, I mean, look, he looked bad against. Listen, the I'm usually in favor of sitting behind a vet, not when that vet is Case Keenum. I think the problem is like, like the, today's NFL, we're spoiled by like quarterbacks like Daniel Jones, Darnold, May, Mayfield, like all these guys who at first when they came in as rookies, they lit it up right away. And like you know, like they set these standards up for rookie quarterbacks, even Lamar like Jackson Haskins last season, Josh and, Allen, and Josh Rosen. Like I don't, I still don't know what to think about Rosen. I mean, he hasn't looked great, but I'm not sure how much of that is him versus the team around him. Cause there literally might not be a team around I, him. I unfortunately think for Josh Rosen, this was his last chance. Yeah, and I, that's really unfortunate to me because there was a lot of promise coming out of college. He got stuck behind the worst offensive line in the NFL last year in Arizona, and now he's stuck behind statistically the worst team in NFL history. I mean, the system has just done him wrong, like because he got stuck with the Cardinals, who went five and eleven, I think, under him, and now he's stuck on the Dolphins, who are projected to be the worst team this year. And One of after the worst teams in NFL history, exactly, and. Seeing this happening to such a promising quarterback, it, it's kind of sad to see because there are quarterback, there are teams that could use a quarterback right now. Listen, if I'm, if you're Cincinnati and you're really dedicated to staying with Andy Dalton for some reason, I just don't get it. I, I, I never saw him as a quarterback that showed that much to me. But if you're really dedicated to him, you could take a trade, probably a late round pick. For a quarterback such as Josh Rosen, as would be the second time in his career he's been traded. Yeah, and it's it might not be a better situation in Cincinnati, but he, I mean, it just might be a different shot for him. You know, I, I don't think Brian Flores has given him every, you know, a, a capability to succeed. He he hasn't. And no way has he done that. If anything, he's made his situation actively harder by trading away Tunsil, his like franchise right tackle. And, you know, all his other pieces. He's traded Kenny Stills in that trade to the Texans, also one of his top receivers. He's not, he's not making his job easier by any means. No, not at all. But Josh Rosen, I do believe that with proper development, he can play quarterback in yeah. this league. I believe he has the skill level to do that. Whether a team's going to be willing to give him that chance now with Tua coming into the league this next draft, you got a decent quarterback class coming in. Herbert's going to be in the league. I mean, at, at his current pace, it's going to be tough for yeah. a team to give Dal- uh, to give uh, Rosen an opportunity. And you got to think during this whole time that it's taking a toll on his confidence because first he's traded to the Cardinals and then he's benched on the Dolphins. You got to think maybe I'm just not good enough. I, I think he will. I hope he gets a shot. I really do because he he has the skill. I don't know if there's a team definitively next year that next year is just going to be a throwaway year. We knew this year coming in was going to be a throwaway year for the Dolphins. We've, we saw it the minute they fired Adam Gase that Tua was in their sights for 2020. We saw that. Now, Cincinnati, we're going to see that again next year. We're going to see them looking for past 2020 for maybe a Trevor Lawrence in 2021. If that's the case, maybe you bring on a Josh Rosen and see maybe we have an answer here with Josh Rosen. Maybe we give him a full 16 games. We give him the shot. I if mean, not, I, I don't see another situation where Josh Rosen can even get that chance to succeed. The Browns with Baker Mayfield. I could see him succeeding on the Patriots if he ends up there. Yeah, he could end up a backup for, you know, Tom Brady. And Seems like that type. He could be the one to come in after. Let's talk about uh, officiating real quick. Last week it was terrible on display. Uh, a few things that come to my mind, of course, are 
That Browns-Seahawks game was perhaps the worst officiated game I've ever seen. Missed calls all over the field. Not even – I don't mean missed calls in the sense that, you know, a penalty occurred and a flag wasn't thrown on it. Refs calling flags on stuff that wasn't yeah, penalty. That Just completely missing what was going on on the field. Same thing happened in the Lions game. Well, we're going oh. we're gonna, to we're gonna go through this. Okay. Before I get to the Lions game, because that was terrible, I want to go to the end of that Jets-Cowboys game. That final drive for the Dallas Cowboys, there seemed to be a penalty on the Jets' defense. Even sometimes on the Cowboys' offense, there were a few holdings on every single play once the Dallas Cowboys crossed the 50-yard line. It, it was I think insane. the Jets got called for four pass interferences on that last drive. Yeah, and yeah. especially the one on Jamal Adams, that was complete BS. I mean, it's. I feel like the refs, I mean, they have to like establish some consistency at this point of the season. Otherwise... I have no idea what they're the, doing. The iffiest one, in my eyes, was the one that wasn't even called. On the two-point conversion, I thought there was more grounds for pass interference there than there was on half of the pass interferences called on that last drive. Yeah, I mean, there was just some shitty calls all across that game. There was, like, they even... There was a few that went in the Jets' favor, I'm not going to lie. In uh, the third quarter, there was the missed touchdown to Jason Witten that uh, they uh, completely botched the call on that. Yeah, that that was bad, too. You know, it's it's not good. Let, let's let's take a look at that Monday night game, that Lions Packers game. That was a shit so upsetting. The last drive, more specifically, the last five plays of the game, and I had Packers minus three and a half. I'd never been more furious because Jamal Adams had a walk-in touchdown to make it a six-point game. They could have beaten the spread, but instead they he falls down to three and they kick a field goal and win Lions by one. Lions players literally stepping out they of let the him, way. They let him score so they get the yeah. ball back because you had a better chance there than Mason Crosby missing a chip shot field goal. Who was the guy the two hands to the face penalty? That would be up? Trey Flowers. Trey yeah. Flowers. That was. Did that, you watch? I was, was so insane. pissed when that I saw bullshit. that because he did not. He was getting have so mad. Hands to the face. He's like, dude. My my hands are down here. Yeah. The one, his hand was on his shoulder, pushing up, and David Bakhtiari, who was a great tackle in the NFL, also just great, throws great his flopper. head back. Yeah. Great yeah. flopper. Throws his head back. And some of that might be the pads pushing up on the lower part of his neck. Yeah. But none of it was illegal hands to the face. Right. It was it was a bad call. But then and the second one the was even worse. The he second one was hand. worse. He had his hands in like the the V neck, I guess you would yeah. call it, of and the jersey and where the pads come and down. And he's just pushing, he's trying game to get too. around the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one might as well, that one ended the game straight it up. It was automatic first down, down after yeah. a third yeah. down, in which Aaron Rodgers threw an incomplete pass that also stopped the clock. Mm-hmm. That after after that game, Trey Flowers had two illegal hands to the face. That was before, his first. Two yeah, exactly. Ever. You know why? Because he doesn't do that. Those were bad calls, and it cost the Lions a win and potentially being at the top of the division. The difference between being in first place in their division and in last place was that game last night. And because they lost, now they're in last place. That's how close that the, division the is. The end of that yeah. game, that could have cost the Jets that game too. Yeah. We could be talking about the NFC East completely differently today. If, yeah, if, if the Cowboys game. win that game because of those injuries. They missed that two-point conversion we don't talk about. And the Jets' season's yeah. effectively over. 0-6 oh, yeah. at that point yeah. going into oh, New five. England next week. Oh, 0-5 oh, yeah. at that yeah. point going into New England next week. And then you can say a few bad calls in that Browns game, and the Browns win. Yeah, that's the difference between the Jarvis Landry four fourth down, or thir- it was, I think it was a third down yeah, play. That was a legal blind, blindside uh, block. Or I'm, some t- shit I'm talking they about the one that. where Landry caught it and dropped it, 
caught it and like reached over. There wasn't a definitive angle that he actually broke the plane of the goal line. Even though there was, that oh, yeah. ball broke the plane of the goal line. It would have been, I believe, it would have taken the lead for the Browns at the time or made it a two-score game. At which point, it makes it way harder for Russell Wilson to come back. We talked about it before the season started because the AAF had the sky judge. We need the sky judge in the NFL. We most definitely do. NFL officials aren't taking responsibility for the calls they're missing on the field of play, although today the NFL did release a report saying that officials screwed up in last night's game between the Packers and Lions. Yeah. But if we could have somebody in real time call down and say, hey, you missed this call, change it on the field like we saw in the AAF, we can help get more accurate results to games. And it's only become more difficult in my eyes with the integration of sports betting. Yeah. Because when it was betters behind the scenes with shady bookies making bets, you kind of just rolled with the bad calls. You, you just, it's yeah, something that yeah. happened. Yeah. You, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, since sports betting is becoming more legal, players are, uh, betters are going to see this and be like, well, maybe he blew it on purpose. And well, that's, that's always been a thought, though. I mean, that, that, but it, I'm saying game. it's going to be more now that sports betting is legal outside the state of Nevada. More yeah, but I mean, we're, yeah. we're moving more toward the point where you're going to be able to place a bet in, in your seat at an NFL game. Which we're, is awesome. We're getting more toward that. Well, you can already. Yeah, but there's some states we every NFL state. Yeah, be able to. that's fair. I mean, I mean, as of right now, well, what states are legal for sports betting? I know New Jersey is, so you can place one at the Giants, Delaware, Jets Wyoming, games. Nevada next year for the Raiders games. And the NFL has a rule that officials are not allowed to step foot in the state of Nevada. Really? Yes, during the season because so, so you can't place bets. Now it, it's going to get fucky next season. It's gonna get dicey because. I mean, if you think about it, the first time I feel like was nationally recognized as are these guys tanking was the uh, Sox in the World Series. You mean throwing the game? Yeah. What was that? Tanking. Well, they uh, sorry, not tanking. <laughs> yeah, throwing the game. They yeah. threw the series. It wasn't just one game. The nineteen nineteen World Series. Series. They played. They were the like undefeatable team, and they were going to be hot shots, and they were going to win the World Series, and they lost. Now, it came out that, like, nine players in that team had signed a contract, which is the stupidest thing you can do, with a mobster Any to kind throw of the game. Any kind of paper trail yeah, whatsoever. No, was dumb. Dumb. Really dumb. Game. Really stupid. I mean, this is 1919. Really not hard to get away with shit then. There weren't <laughs> cell phones. Like, these guys were sending letters to each other going, yo, can you throw this game? And the other guy was oh, like, yeah, sure, why not? All they had to do was not write it down. All they had to do. All they had to do. Then they couldn't prove it. But because they wrote it down, they all signed a piece of paper. Even Shoeless Joe signed an X because he didn't know how to write. But these idiots wrote their names on a piece of paper and said, I'm cheating. But now I feel like in today's sports, you don't hear about it as much anymore, but it's highly speculated by fans. Did he miss that to, you know, do this? I mean, I've even heard people joke about, uh, you know, the, uh, what was it, the... Fantasy Football League had that commercial where the one the one kid had the defense of the other team and mm-hmm. the, the quarterback had the the kicker and they're like I need you to score and he's like here's what we're gonna do and they work it out so that both people can get points. It's you I know mean, it's stupid stuff like that, but what if that's actually happening in the league? I mean, and it, these refs are throwing games because they don't want to make the over. They bet the under. I mean, I'm not in. Not sure about <laughs> like, this. <laughs> like, that's why <laughs> that's Tony what you lost. That's for not betting teams, just over unders. You know. 
I mean, at Me least. Me betting my simple little <laughs> minus three and a half point spread there for the Packers and fucking Jamal Williams, man. Just get in the damn end zone. Take the free touchdown they're giving you. Please, for the love of God. Yeah, but then how would you have felt if there was a Hail Mary by the, by the Lions? Better than what I saw. <laughs> at least they gave a chance for it. Yeah. <laughs> and let, let me... Th- there has been a little bit of an issue following one specific set of officials around the NFL this year. Let me just find it so I can pull it up. Uh, I I think it's the Caldiff official, officiating crew. Um, let me... I mean, Trish, even before what you were saying with the officiating, like how we can't prove it yet with the NFL, I mean, at least going back to this century in the NBA, there was a ref, Tim Donaghy, he's been arrested and he was tried for rigging games. He rigged the 2002 Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Kings. Why is that a crime? What happened? Why is that a crime? He rigged the game? No, he officially bad, like he called... No, I understand, but you said he was arrested... No, no, he was trying, like, because uh, he profited. He, like, bet on, he bet on the games. Okay, but, like, if he did that in Vegas, that's not illegal. He conspired to fix NBA games. He cons- yeah, that's the whole thing. He conspired he had money to fix- on it. Conspiracy, though, is that? He was an NBA yes, referee. You're a referee. But is that, you a, is that, that a crime? Yes, yes, that's a crime. I feel like you're breaking the league's rules, but what law are you breaking at that point? I feel like all of them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, like, that would piss me off as a fan. But like, Man, it pissed me off as a sports or, Yeah, or as like a... Even, it was Cleet Blakeman's officiating staff. They're officiating the Niners-Washington game this week. Oof. There's been a better that's been going around. Okay, this is per MGM. The book took a $185,000 bet on the Packers' money line versus the Lions to win hundred k. And then there's a rumor. This is per Incarcerated Bob on Twitter, who's usually spot on with this shit. Uh, from a source in gambling industry, the same gambler has had three large uh, bet amounts on other books for three games Cleet Blakeman's crew has officiated this season. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Once you get the same officiating crew multiple games, and it starts getting iffy. And once, like, let's say this comes out saying the games are rigged. What do you do then? Do the teams get something? Like, do the teams get a chance to, like, say, no. then we would have won this game? No. Nope. Then the teams are just screwed over. Yep. Yeah. Then the Lions are just screwed over because fuck the Lions. Fuck Detroit, man. No, but that that becomes a real question. I mean, obviously we saw what the league does if there's bad officiating and it, it's, oh, well, that, yeah. that's what happens. They try because to make Because we rules. saw that with the Saints. We saw the pass interference. And I feel like that's a lot of What's where these crazy calls are coming from right now. Refs because are mad. The refs, trigger happy? the refs are a little scared. They're like, okay, you know, they missed this horribly blatant pass interference call and it cost the Saints their trip to the Super Bowl. Now, on the other hand, they're overcalling everything because they're worried if we don't call this and we think we see it, then, you know, it's going to end up on the news like that Saints call did. And that's going to be the thing everybody talks about. But guys, it's regular season. It's not a big deal. If a little something happens, let it go. If it starts to become a problem, then start calling it. You know, if you see hands to the face nine times from one defenseman, you you call it on the third time. But if you see like a defenseman, or, or if it's really really blatant yeah, the first. Time. If it's really bad, but if it's like a little shot and it's not a big deal, it, yeah. Look the why other are you way. calling it? Yeah, I don't know how you can throw those two flags in that in that moment. I think. Yeah, and it, especially at the end of a game, a lot of shit gets let go in a lot of leagues at the ends of games yeah. because it's this is crunch time. This is when teams really buckle down and try to win. 
I think it's been a real problem this year with all the uh, like pass interference calls and how they've been going the replay. And, you know, there's definitely grounds to overturn the call, yet they're sticking with their decisions, even though the video evidence proves them wrong. I think the That's refs, another thing. I think the refs, they took so much criticism because of the Saints-Rams game in the earlier in the year that now they're like, okay, screw it. We're just going to call it however we want to call it anyway. And they're just kind of doing this to take a stand. And I don't know how long they can keep getting away with that, but... I think they're going to be able to happening. do it all season. I'm, honestly, I think the league's going to really have to look into a different way of refing the game because this is getting out of out of control. We, oh, finish. Sorry. Uh, we, we just can't, you know, you, you can't sit by and watch the game get taken from these teams because the refs feel like they have to make a call. Like, that's just, it's, it's, it's not fair to the fans of the team. It's not fair to the team who's playing their heart out trying to win this game, like the Lions. Lions beating the Packers would have been huge for them. And they're fighting with everything they can, and they're getting these bullshit calls that keep giving Green Bay the first down. What else can you do? You're it's doing kind, everything right. It's the kind of thing that kind of honestly kills your season a little bit. That's like a loss that's going to really kill some of the momentum that they had. I mean, they almost beat the Chiefs the week before going into the bye. They kind of yeah. felt like, I don't hey, think you know, we, we can make maybe make some noise this year. And this like this kind of deflates all that steam. I don't think this really deflates anything. Uh, right now, I think Matt Stafford and the Lions are really At, figuring it, it themselves was, it out. It was tough because yeah. it was a division game. It was a really like let's a, say this is a game versus an AFC opponent. It wouldn't be as bad. Yeah, it's tough versus a Packer game. One last thing on NFL officiating that I, I really disagree with. Uh, they keep the same crews together the whole year, the same officiating crews, until the playoffs. Then they put together all-star teams of officiating crews that perhaps have no chemistry and don't know how to work with each other. If you're gonna keep crews together during the regular season, you gotta keep them together during the playoffs too. Yeah, that. But I mean, I can understand why they want to break them up for the playoffs, just because they don't want, <clears throat> you know, if certain officiating crews are doing certain things, you know, they can kind of get into a swing of things. Like you said, there's that one officiating crew they're following now because three large bets yeah. have been placed on one game. Well, it's just been picked up by by bookmakers. They said, hey, this guy keeps betting on the. Cleet Blakeman crew. Just take a look next week when they cover the Niners-Redskins game, if anything suspicious yeah. happens. There. If the over is 45 and... Niners-Redskins, that over should be over 45. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're hammering the under. So let's let's Wait. let's go into anal- oh what you got one last thing yeah to say? I just got one last thing to say about it I mean in the end the league can issue apologies all they want but the problem is apologies don't fix what happened like let's say that's the game that would have gotten you to the playoffs you're let's say, just mad you're the only one to pick the Lions let's come on they should have won that game they should have let's just say that was the game that would have put them in the playoffs and let's just say that could have been their year like let's say the nine and seven Giants. They got a call in one of their games, and that cost them the game. They missed the playoffs. They don't go to the Super Bowl. They don't win the Super Bowl. Like, that could be the very case that could have happened. It could be like that with the Lions. We won't know until after the season. That's the thing, exactly. that, that's the thing that sucks. And that's the worst thing to know that happens because you look at your team and you say, damn, we should have gone. And you have 
no reason for it other than the ref screwed you over. You're speaking is, on behalf of all Saints fans everywhere right now. Every single every, season. Every, season <laughs> every team every like has a season like that all the time. Like last year. The Saints, Zane, the Saints and the Lions seem to have it every fucking year. Last yeah. year, if the Browns week one, if Zane Gonzalez could make his fucking field goals against the Steelers, they would have had that one win. That's different. And then That's week the, 17. It's, it's different when it's an actual player doing something and it's not a referee thing. It's different. Yeah, I mean Zing and Gonzalez is terrible. That's you know, true. killing your own momentum is is a whole other thing. If your team is just making bad plays, it's like when Plaxico Burr shot himself. No, but that, that was like, terrible. Yeah, that was bad. Has like little things like that can derail a season. That one game was the div- like the difference between them playing Baltimore for the division title week seventeen instead of you know trying to knock either Baltimore or Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. You're on top of the world. You're six and one. Your top wide receiver goes to a strip club or just a regular club out partying. He's got a pistol in his damn pocket, shoots himself in the leg, <laughs> suspended, arrested, out for the season. And the Giants, I believe, missed the playoffs that year. At what record, 8-8? Eight and eight? I think so. So let's go into week seven of the NFL season. Hate to see it. <laughs> Last week, the picks were as followed. John with the best week going 10-4. and four. Kyle following in second at 9-5. and five. Uh, Trish in third at eight and six, and then me, Tom, and Zach all went seven and seven. I should be higher. Just shut up. Well, you went five and eleven week two. Damn lions. You wouldn't be. So what's the uh, here are the standings as of right now? Kyle's in first at sixty one thirty and one. I'm in second at fifty four thirty seven and one. Trish and John are tied for third at fifty three thirty eight and one. What up, John? Uh, Zach's in fifth. That would be at fifty two thirty nine and one. And then Tom's in last place at fifty forty one and one. You're okay. <laughs> you suck at this. I'm eleven games behind. Did you think the Dolphins this week? Most Dolphins, definitely yeah. the Bengals, the Cardinals, all of them. So we'll kick it off on Thursday night. The Kansas City Chiefs are two coming off two straight losses. They lost to Houston last week in what was a really good game. Houston has provided two of the best games of the year, that Saints game week one and now this Kansas City game. They travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. That's on Fox at 820. Kyle and Zach both say this is going the Chiefs way, and I have trouble disagreeing with them. I think Patrick Mahomes finds his groove. I'm aware of Patrick Mahomes' record in primetime games is something like 0-6. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Joe Flacco Thursday night? No. Yeah, I'm not, not, not happy. Give me the Broncos. Oh. Trish oh, likes the I Broncos. like it. Okay. I'm not doing that. Tom? But I like it. Give me the Chiefs. Tom's taking the Chiefs. John? Pussy. I'm taking the Chiefs. You're pussy. pussy. You're a pussy. No. They, they are slumping. I'm making a rational choice. choice. I want to hear out, Trish. What's, what's your argument here for the Broncos? I called this little slump three weeks ago when I said Mahomes hasn't shown me anything this season that's really impressed me. Yeah, and that they was that lost to the that, Lions. What you said was immediately refuted with he leads the league in yards I understand <laughs> and that. touchdowns. I mean, I can get you not being impressed now after the past two weeks, but then those first three there weeks should have no been impressive. To say it then. Yeah, okay. Like, Especially that doesn't... game after the Raiders when they scored the four touchdowns yeah. in the one quarter. He just doesn't look like the same Patrick Mahomes I saw last year. The first drive of this game, he had 115 passing yards, but since they figured him out, he had after. 115 passing yards in one drive. I understand. Football field's only 100 yards. He had more than that in one drive. I understand. Penalties, man. Yeah, hate Referees, man. Is that it? Is that your only analysis? I don't like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's all... He's it's, all, beca- uh, it's because of the commercials. Wait, I hate wait, those wait. two. He's They're really all, obnoxious. He's all what? 
He's all talk, man. How is he all talk? He threw for like 50-something touchdowns last year and won the MVP. I understand. He's all talk. He went to the AFC Championship. Took the the Super Bowl champs to overtime. Couldn't even play, though. All hype. All hype. All hype. The only reason they lost the AFC Championship game is because of a coin toss. Hype. Okay. They had the 50-50 chance. Because if the Chiefs win that coin toss, they win that game. Hype. 100%. The next game, we're going to the the Sunday 1 o'clock slate of games. The Miami Dolphins travel up to Buffalo, who are a 16-point favorite against the Dolphins. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Calm down. I'm Bills down. Mafia. Buffalo. Zach, Zach and Kyle say the Bills. Uh, I'm saying the Bills. Trish is saying the Bills. Tom, Dolphins. Bills. Okay, John, Dolphins. Bills. They're going to be breaking tables over there. Bills but I am across high on the, Dolphins the board. This year. And last week, there wasn't a game where we picked every team and that team lost. There was not a game. Let's go. That's good. And also, shout out to me. Trish and Tom for actually picking the Texans last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. What up? <laughs> that game was split right down the middle by everybody here. I would have gotten props if the lines didn't get screwed. That game is on CBS. One o'clock game, another one on CBS. Uh, Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Cincinnati to take on what is the second worst team in the NFL. Minshew the Magic. Uh, Zach and Kyle both say Jaguars. Um, I'm not going against the grain there. I'm taking the Jaguars. Trish? Jags. Come on, that mustache. Tom, Minshew Madness. Yeah, you're going to see a bounce-back game for the mustache. Give me the Jags. You Aren't they lo- giving out mustaches now? You had a lot of trouble now? with that sentence for some I d- reason. I don't it just know sounded like it. Aren't they giving out Minshew mustaches now? I think so. They did, yeah, they did last week, yeah. They're beautiful. Great campaign. Uh, 1 o'clock on Fox, the Minnesota Vikings travel to Detroit to take on Tom's Lions. Um, Zach and Kyle both say Lions. Kirk Cousins having a little too good of a stretch here after two games, so I think he comes back down to earth and the Lions beat him. I think that Dolphin, uh, that uh, Lions defense is suffocating, and they're going to get to Kirk Cousins and shut down Stephon Diggs and Adam, Adam Thielen. I'm taking the Lions at home. Trish? Lions. Tom? I was hoping you guys would take the Vikings because I was going to take the Lions. Give me the Lions. Okay. John? Give me the Lions, but if they lose, then you're going to see Matt Patricia putting his fans, uh, his hands in the, the ref's face illegally. Okay. If the Lions lose, then let's say I had the Vikings. <laughs> Shut up. No. Why 1 not? o'clock on CBS, the Oakland Raiders travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Raiders coming off a bye. We're in London two weeks ago. so they're Raiders. Little, they're pretty well rested. Okay, I'm getting to you. Calm down. Black hole, baby. Raiders currently possess a wild card spot in the AFC. Zach and Kyle both say Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Fools. Trish, you're, you're sticking with the Raiders? Yes, sir. Okay. Tom? Is Devontae Adams out this week? Uh, he's questionable. Uh, when will we know? Does it look like he's going to play? I don't know. He's projected points on fantasy, although he was Good last Good enough for too. me. Give me the Packers. Okay. John? Give me the cheese heads. Let me tell you. I've but had, tru- I've had trouble yards. picking against the black hole this whole season. I had them being a... Underdog team coming in this year, maybe a dark horse team to qualify they are for a somehow playoff three spot. And two. They just traded for Zay Jones. I believe he's going to have a big game in his first game in a Raider uniform. So I am taking the Oakland Raiders on the road. How about that? Knock on wood me, if you're with me. Me and Trish. Trish, there you go. Noise, noise. I love John Gruden too. The hell was that? He was, was that your noise, noise? Was, was noise, noise? He was so happy after that lo- that win in, in London. It was amazing. Tr- Trish. Trish, give me your happiness noise. One o'clock on Fox. Tony, the, give me your sadness noise. No, one o'clock on Fox. The Los Angeles. <laughs> Tony. Los Angeles Rams. Now. Rams are going to Atlanta. Rams coming off what is a three straight losses now for the Rams? Three. Yeah. Yeah, three. Three. They were three and zero. They travel to they Atlanta. The Cowboys. Did. I can't hear you. All I hear is sadness noise. They travel to Atlanta to take on a Falcons team that's just for some reason bad each week. Kyle. 
picking the Falcons for some reason. <laughs> oh, Zach no. has the Rams. Um, I think the Rams find their way here. I, I can't trust Matt Ryan in any game ever. Trish, Falcons. Wait, oh, Trish has taken Matt Ryan and the Falcons after they lost to Arizona they last are, week. They're cursed, Arizona. man. They're cursed. Tom, who are you taking? I got to take the Rams. Jalen Ramsey going to have a career I don't, day. I don't know. We don't know Ramsey. if he's playing. Career day. John what? Rams. Ramsey. Okay. You get it? John, who are you taking? Ramsey's. <laughs> are you trying the to Rams. joke Gordon Ramsey? What? Jalen Ramsey. What? What are you trying to say right now? <laughs> that is a master chef. He's not talking about. How one, dare you? Okay. <laughs> one guy. One o'clock. CBS. The Houston Texans travel to Indianapolis in an AFC South showdown against the Colts. Texans coming off a win. Colts coming off a bye week, but a big win the week before that against the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Colts. Zach and Kyle say Texans. I'm taking the Sean Watson. He's starting to come into form here. I'm taking the Houston Texans on the road. Trisha Colts. says he's taking Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis Colts. Tom, who are you taking? Give me the Texans. John? Give me Watson. I think he's got a case for MVP. Okay. The next game is 1 o'clock on Fox. The undefeated San Francisco 49ers travel to Washington to take on the newly led Redskins, now led by Bill Callahan. And this is that Blake, uh, that Cleet Blakeman crew. Zach and Kyle both say the 49ers stay undefeated. I, I'm not going against them. I think Jimmy G's having a decent season, and that 49ers defense is menacing, to say yeah, the least. Yeah, 49ers. They're, Chris is sticking with that. Tom, they're just absolutely you're insane. Yeah. Niners this year. Yeah, so. big Niners guy here. Uh, uh, give me the Niners. John? Yeah, give me the Niners. 1 o'clock on Fox. The New York Giants are at home against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Car- Cardinals. This is the first look. That. What, what are you laughing at? I almost said Coyotes. The winner well, of this game will win Rookie of the Year. Kyler Murray wow, is so really? small. I yep. can't wait for Trish to talk shit about how small Kyler Murray Zach is. And Kyle had so Giants. Zach and Kyle have Giants is a bad omen. Trish? Giants. I'm taking... I haven't picked against the Giants once this year, and better not start I now. Pick against my team. Uh, I'm taking the Giants again, Tom. Give me the G-men. John, do you have the Cardinals coming off a win? Bird team gets wins. Yes. Oh, he's taking the Cardinals. Fine. Thank God, not everybody's taking the Giants. Thank God, you fell on that grenade for me. Uh, then this is the la- that was the last one o'clock game. Four o five on CBS. The LA Chargers come off a bad loss at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you want to call that a home loss, that was basically a home game for the Steelers. Yeah, and the Titans have announced they're starting Ryan Tannehill this weekend at home. And that, that's, uh, that's a terrible matchup. Ryan Tannehill finds his way back to the starting job. Good Zach for and him. Kyle both say Chargers. I'm taking the Tannehill-led Titans at yeah. home. Yeah. Give me the Chargers. Trish likes the Chargers. Tom? Give me Tan Man. Titans. John? Give me the Chargers. But, yo, why is it that every week there's always, like, one awful afternoon game that could just like if they put one of the 1 p.m. games like what one of the good 1 p.m. games if they just move that to 405 instead that'd be so much better but what's the bad afternoon game chargers titans is shit it's like the worst (laughs) matchup of the day Maybe. Oh, I already know where I'm going with this next game. 425 on Fox. The uh, New Orleans Saints travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Kyle has the Bears. Zach has the Saints. I'm sticking with Teddy Bridgewater here, and I'm saying the Saints. Trish, which way are you going? Saints, all the way. Tom? Yeah, give me the Saints. John? Pope Francis has the right idea in taking yeah, the Saints. Yeah, when the Pope shouts out the team, even though it was by accident, I am aware it was by accident. You still got to take the Saints Why was by, it by accident. Because he said he was talking about actual Saints, and he put hashtag Saints. And Twitter, when you put hashtag Saints, it puts the Saints logo next to it. 
Uh, oh, I'm going to no. find it hard the rest of the season to pick against the Saints because they have literal God on their side. They're the chosen yes. ones And until time. the NFC Championship game, I will pick against the Saints. Has Pope Francis deleted the tweet? <laughs> no. Really? No, I do not believe he has. Does he know who he shouted out? Uh, do you think Pope Francis is aware of the New Orleans Saints? Well, he's a Saint. He's got to be a Saints fan, right? I, I mean, if he's going to be with a team, I, I... If he has to. Do you think his least favorite NHL team is the Devils? I mean, I would have I got to imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't deleted it. It says, it, this was his tweet from October 13th. Today we give thanks to the Lord for our new hashtag Saints with a picture of the Saints logo next to it. They walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercession. So He's uh, talking about Teddy Bridgewater right there. He's a big Saints guy, apparently. I'd see, Can't I pick just, against the Saints the rest of the season. I've, I have a feeling Pope Francis is like a down-to-earth Pope, if, if, if there ever was one. And... Uh, you know, I just feel like Francis knows that he actually rooted for the Saints there. Hard to pick against the Saints now. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be baptized This might be the water. best game of the afternoon. 425 on Fox. The Baltimore Ravens travel to CenturyLink Field in Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who come off a big win last week against a come-from-behind win against the Cleveland Browns. I love a good bird bowl. I love it when the bird teams play. Not Zach and Kyle both have the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going against them. I'm saying the Seattle Seahawks win this game, and they keep chugging along their one loss on the year. Yeah, Seahawks. Trish is taking the Seahawks, Tom. Yeah, I have Seattle. Yeah, give me Easy. Russell Wilson. So Zach and, and Kyle are the only ones and who friends. take. <laughs> what are you playing with those headphones for? Oh, yeah, Will Disley's out for the season. Oh, yeah, you yeah, hate to see it. Yeah, you do. So Seahawks here across the board except for Zach and Kyle. And then the last game on Sunday is an NFC East matchup. The Eagles travel to Jerry World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Reeling after three straight losses, a loss to the Jets last week. Um, damn, I forget who I wanted to win this. Cowboys. Was it Cowboys? I'm yeah, because for? home is weaker than away. No, but it, I'm basing off the team they each play next week. Oh, who they play? Because one week? guy has one team has a, a tough game next week, and one guy has a easy game next week. The Eagles next week? Let's just talk about how close your division is right now anyway. Giants are one game out. Eagles have the Bills. The Redskins are only like two. Yeah, but both of them, uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles sitting at three and three, Giants two and four. I mean, your guys are literally just one game out. Talking shit about my Giants? No, I'm just saying. Man. It's so close. Man, Giants got the Cowboys in two weeks. We can do it. Damn. So yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm taking Dallas because Philly has Buffalo next week. So I'm I'm taking Dallas. Give me Philly. Trish says the Eagles. Zach has the Eagles. Kyle has the Cowboys. Tom, give me the boys. There's a John Bird team even split here. You can't just go for the Cowboys after they lost the Jets. Well, we're not bad. Watch me. Okay. You'll see. I'm not to pick the Jets. See how that's delayed in your ear and it's weird. It's weird. It's having trouble when you talk, huh? (laughs) That's why I've only put them in just to check to see if microphones are okay and shit. No, they're not. (laughs) What's wrong? They're delayed. Clicking. Are they really? Some of them. Okay. Like in and out, right? Yeah. Yeah. That happens sometimes. Technical difficulties. The last game is Monday night in MetLife Stadium. So two home games for the Giants and Jets teams this this week. Both mm-hmm. games at MetLife Stadium. The Jets New England Patriots. Win. Okay, the undefeated New England Patriots are traveling <laughs> no, down I'm here just kidding, to take on the one and four Jets. <laughs> Haven't even gotten to you yet. Zach and Kyle say Patriots. I, I think the Patriots are going to dismantle the Jets because they're the Patriots, and this is what yeah, Bill no, Belichick does. Trish is taking the Patriots. Uh, Tom, 
I think Sam Darnold is going to throw three interceptions, and uh, Pat's going to win. <laughs> Jake is currently flipping me off because he's a big Jets guy. John, uh, Jake thought you congrats. were going to say Sam Darnold throws for three hundred yards, two touchdowns. Bell rushes for one hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and, uh, and the Jets lose. Jets win. <laughs> Jets win. Uh, thirty to twenty-four. Thirty to twenty-four. Wow. Wait, are you taking into account the three interceptions the Patriots are going to yeah, have? Yeah. Are you are you taking four touchdowns? My hot take here. Well, we're also going to have a pick six on Brady. No, but they're going to have three pick sixes. But you know what? Add it. Now we're going to have four interceptions, and one of them is going to be a pick six. They're also going to have two fumble recoveries. Sweet. I'm just adding so much against the Jets. My my team. I just want to point out. What? Le'Veon's going to fumble? Is that who's going to fumble? Ty Montgomery. Yes. I just want to point out. (laughs) Besides the Bills, the Patriots have not played a real team yet. Bet the house on the Jets. Damn. Patriots right, have not Jake. played a real team all year. You're not a real team right. either. That's yeah, Jake's lock of the week. He says bet the house now. on the Jets. <laughs> we are now. How? We beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys aren't really that good. They're supposed to be, though. Yeah, who have well, they played that's good? Supposed yeah, to be. who have they beaten that's on, good? Although we're saying that, but we no, also look at the England like, Listen, yeah, yeah. you're saying this, but like based on paper, we're talking about the quality of the teams. But They're paper means nothing. Yeah, the Browns are supposed to be good on paper. You want to talk about paper? You want to talk about on paper? Devils yeah. should be undefeated. Or un- All right, yeah. take oh, that headphone out before you have a stroke. <laughs> the Devils should be undefeated this season on paper. You know what they've done so far this season? Oh, Lost six. every single Lost game. Lost every game. They're all four oh, listen, two. They blowing 4-1 lead yesterday afternoon. And they blowing also blew a 4 nothing lead. The Florida Panthers. Blowing a three-goal lead. John, man. Right, Trish, calm down. I know they're bad. Yeah, I, I, I know it's tough. I want to die. So we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with some hot takes. Who has one? I mean, you heard mine with the, with the old Jets thing against the Patriots. But give me Daniel Jones also has four passing touchdowns, two of them to Darius Slayton, and he also has 250 yards passing. John? No, yeah, this is the Jets winning against the Patriots. My okay, okay, fine. That's your hot take. Oh, Bold oh. Take. I got him. He got him. He got him. You got to run through the bag, my guy. Nah. That was a hard 90. That was good. Trish, you got a hot You got a hot take? Uh, sure. Why not? How about the Devils win Thursday is your hot take? Ooh, yes. Devils are going to win. I hate my life. Against the Rangers. My hot take is that Saquon Barkley rushes for 200 yards against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. So we're going to see you on Friday. Hopefully Jack Osloff is going to be joining us on Friday to talk a little New York Jets football. He's been bugging me to come on, so he's going to hopefully be on here on Friday. Uh, so until then, enjoy sports. Yep. Uh, Trish is, might be dead by the next episode, especially if they lose Thursday night to the Rangers. I don't know if he's going to make it past that. So, if, And if they don't fire uh, Hines. If Trish dies, we'll be posting his funeral services to our Instagram page. Hey, you it can will like, be live. We will be you, streaming you can, it live, actually. You can watch the live funeral services of Trish that do happen on Facebook, Instagram Live, and YouTube Lives. We'll be broadcasting it. You can also donate to the podcast if none of it goes to Trish's funeral. No, none at all. It'll be the Tyler Dyes Memorial donation, but none, no money's going to go to him. Uh, well, we just wanted we to clear that up now. Yeah, in the ground. Just wanna, just I don't wanna, need money in the ground. Exactly. So, money. So hopefully Trish will be with us on Friday. You, you won't. You won't have hung yourself yet. No. So until then, we uh, we'll free be, Hong Kong. We'll be swimming in our own tears. Yep. Free and Hong Kong. We'll free see, Hong Kong. Free Hong free Kong. Rally cry. We'll see you on Friday. Free and Hong LeBron, Kong. if you're so pissed off, come on the show and debate me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs>